Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. And so Tom Selleck put his arm around me and said, shall we go get a cup of tea? I said, yes, please. (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe Marler. And I am Tom Fordyce. And this is Things People Do. Some people do amazing things on this show. We meet zookeepers, politicians, astronauts. And some people who do other things, like estate agents, car sales, sausage makers. Because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. See, I used to hate people, but this podcast has changed me. And now I can't get enough of people and the weird and wonderful things they do. Okay, so your bone is a bit like a Cadbury's Crunchy. The guy with the toilet brush stuck up his bum gave oh. a fantastic story. I have been caught tipexing a customer's car. <laughs> <laughs> On the show today... Hello, my name's Jill and I've been a film extra for 60 years. He offered me to go to Scotland. Is that a euphemism or is that he literally... <laughs> No. You were the elephant man, fuck off. You could probably go a bit higher with that one. Oh, matron! <laughs> Why are we celebrating the French general in London? We're not. Well, I know that now, Tom. <laughs> Blimey. I wonder how many films she's actually been in. Quite a good question. I want to know who are the biggest divas she's ever met. We'll find out. Welcome to Things People Do. Hello, Jill. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, yes. Oh, you've got such... Tom, she's got such warmth about her Amazing already. Amazing warmth. And I'm also looking at Jill's face and I'm thinking, what films and what TV shows have I seen Jill in? Yeah. Because she's been in an awful lot. An awful lot. How many have you been in, Jill? Nearly 2,000. What? 2,000? Yes, 2,000, and I've got them all listed. I'm not sure that's possible. It is possible because it's over such... We just said 60 years. Yeah, but hang on. Let's... What's 2,000 divided by 60? <laughs> Silence. You're out of order. You're out of order because you knew. (laughs) You fucking knew. You teed that up for yourself. You're out of line. I don't understand, though. You've been in nearly 2,000 films and TVs or extra shows over 60 years. So did you start when you were born? No. You're older than 60. I'm much older than 60. Jill, please excuse my fruity language. There'll be an awful lot of it. Fuck off. <laughs> I wish I could. There is no way you do not look old enough to have been in 2,000 different things. Well, I'm 80 now, so... You're not 80. I am 80. It's a horrible number. I can't bear it. Why? Well, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, but if Jill, you're 80, you, you look, look like you, Jill. incredible for 80. Tom's just turned 50. Yeah, it's shame, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Jill, you're... Mi- he teed you up to I say... Up to pass the compliment I'm on sorry. to me. And you exactly saw the compliment I... and you stuck it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right, Jill, do you remember your first ever extra role? Yes, I do. And it what was, was that then? Something called Just for Fun. And luckily, it was made at some Twickenham film studios, which was very near where I lived. Oh, yeah. hang on. Was that... Twickenham Film Studios, but they were actually in 
Teddington? No, they were actually in St. Margaret's. Oh, right. That's just, yeah. Again, that still doesn't make sense. That's confusing, the same isn't point. it? That is confusing. Why wasn't it called St. Margaret's Film Studios? Because that's too long. Twickenham Film Studios rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? And it's lit. It's two letters longer, Jill. Well worked out. Well, I don't know. Have you blacked that? I have blacked it. Know that? <laughs> <laughs> it was too quick. It just sounded better. Okay, so just for fun, what was your role? I was behind somebody called Mark Winter, who was a pop star at the time, and I was just a teenage girl in hot pants and just dancing around him and smiling a lot. So it... no, no speaking part at all? No. What was no, the song? No, no. Idea. I had no idea. It was one of his hits, and it was all—I mean, full of full of pop stars. It was just a teenage film, so that was the start. So that um, was your first one. Yeah. Did you then get a bit of a taste for it and go? Actually, I, got, I quite like this. This I, is. I thought this is really great. I thought it's all fun and no responsibility. That's absolutely ideal. <laughs> yes, it suited me. Every day was different. Every day you had to check in for work. Sometimes they'd say there was no work for you. Sometimes they'd say, oh, could you be at Shepparton at 6.30 tomorrow morning? You're going to be whatever. It could be anything. That is so much fun. But if the definition of boredom, Jill, is knowing exactly what you're doing every day and every day being the same, yours is the opposite. Exactly. You could, you could be in a different outfit, being a different person every single day every of the week. Every single day. Whoa. 2,000 times, yes. Right, so we famously know that extras don't have speaking parts and they can be chopped. But how did you find that then? Were you, did you want bigger parts or did you love the fact that you never knew what you were going to be and that there'd be a costume for you every day? I sort of played with speaking parts and I did quite a few commercials and I did modelling for the ugly agency which isn't what? sort of yes. whoa 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 this is getting stranger and stranger <laughs> hang on there's an agency that employs <laughs> <laughs> are they still going? Like... yes they certainly are still going well I uh, where, do, where do I sign? the baldy ugly section you fit <laughs> that bill you'll be ideal you. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Really hit it home. Okay, so you did some for the ugly. Yes, for years, about 30 years I was with uglies. But they used to do auditions and they used to call you in one at a time and say, so-and-so from Top Models, so-and-so from another posh agency, and Jill Goldston, ugly. <laughs> so you, Just for Fun was your first yes. extras part. What are some of the big ones that you, you know, not not show off about, but would like, you know, you go, well, I was in this and I was in that one. You must have been in some big ones if you've been into for 2000. I was in practically every film that was ever made in England, yes. Because, That's genuinely true, isn't it? That's not... Because I belong to the FAA, um, Film Artists Association, which you had to belong to in those days. It was very unionised. And for my television work, I had to belong to Equity. Yeah, so all the big films that came and went, Fiddle on the Roof. Um, I love one of my very If I was a rich man, I'd little, I'd little, I'd little, I'd little, um, That's a song by... Uh, Tupple. No, Gwen Stefani. Sampled Tupple. What do you mean, so she oh, nicked really? it? Did she nick it? Mm. If I was a rich girl. I'll have all the money in the world. If Nicked I it all off wealthy. top pole first. Really? He oh. sang it in Fiddler. Was that the best song in Fiddler on the Roof, do you think? No, 
Yeah, you're right. Sunrise, sunset. Was, but I mean, other than, Anna Tevka's quite a nice song, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it was It was lovely. But they we were doing it on a stage at Pinewood and they had all the Russians coming in, Cossacks on horses in the studio running at us and Norman Jewison was the director and he said, get closer to the horses, run faster. It was terrifying. But I survived. Yeah, I was going to say, health and safety must have changed quite considerably. Quite considerably, I think. So this is a list that uh, Ryan's given us here now of some of the big films that you've been in. Yeah. You're in A Clockwork Orange. What? Yeah. Twickenham Studios. Again. Oh, really? Mm. What part did you play? Passerby. Passerby. I mean, it's going to be great No, here. no, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, but I like it. The episode is about extras. Yeah. So Passerby is a huge... Like... It, that's, oh, that's, that's the main huge role. for that's us. That's the main role. Oh, my goodness. Can, <laughs> like, what, what sort of uh, work would have gone into being the passerby then? When you stand here, when the assistant <laughs> puts his finger down, you walk. <laughs> and, and, and you were good at that? Very good. So at any I point... Do that. What, what about not being good at it? Have you ever had a role that wasn't passerby? Because clearly you nailed that one. Have you ever had a role that you've gone, I'm thinking Phoebe from Friends, mm-hmm. when she was on one of Joey's episodes and she was a nurse and she had to move one tray to this <laughs> side of the room to the other. That's all That's all she had to do. And every time she'd be shaking or she'd do, she just couldn't do it. Have I've you ever had, had a role similar to that? I've you had just a could... role very similar to that. Tom Selleck came over to do Magnum oh. and I was a waitress and I had a tray of drinks. Tom Selleck was divine, lovely man. He wore a moustache magnificently in, in that did. role. He did. He was a very From handsome man. three men and a little lady. Yeah. But he had a sidekick who was his butler in the thing. And this butler said, now, when you're given the cue to give Mr Selleck a drink, make sure you hit your mark because he's only got one suit and we don't want it messed up. I looked at him, I thought, I'm a professional. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyhow, um, it came to the take. They said action. I walked. Tom Selleck walked. Bumped straight into each other. The drinks right <sighs> over him. <laughs> and I was just horrified. I didn't want to look at this other guy. And <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I said, I'm so sorry. He said, they altered our plan. They altered our moves when you weren't looking. Oh. I said, but you might have told me. And so Tom Selleck put his arm around me and said, shall we go and get a cup of tea? I said, yes, please. <gasps> yes. He was so really it, nice. It ended well then. You've ruined, yeah. his, you've ruined his only suit, but it ended well with a nice cup of tea <laughs> then, with Tom And Selleck. the next day, when he saw me walking up the path, he said, don't go near that woman, she's going to drown me again. <laughs> Classic Selleck. <laughs> so that was one you couldn't get right. What else were you shit at? <laughs> I don't know. I was um, a seal once. and Sorry, a, uh, like uh, a Navy uh, seal or a seal as in... Ar, <coughs> ar, ar. Yeah, one of those, the second. And Jill, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they get a seal? It was an igloo and it had an arch coming, you know, a sort of a tunnel way. And I could always get up the tunnel way being a dancer. I was quite... <laughs> Be very careful with that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and then I had to appear in the igloo, but... Uh, hang on, dressed did... as a seal? Not dressed as a seal. Then they dressed me as a seal, but cut off my arms because the flippers weren't very mobile and the costume was big and I had no legs because they were in the tail. And I got halfway <laughs> up the tunnel. 
and I got stuck. Because you so couldn't use your flippers properly. I couldn't properly. use my flippers. They kept saying, try and move. But I was too big for the tunnel and I had no way of manoeuvring. Why <laughs> Why didn't you practice with the, in the seal suit? They You're going to be a seal. They didn't ask me. If they asked me to, of course I would have done. But they thought I'd get hot. Well, I got very hot, stuck in the tunnel. Also, and, you're in an igloo. You're surrounded by ice. <laughs> Polystyrene, actually. <laughs> but the props department really didn't want to take a hacksaw to it and ruin the set. No. And so they kept saying, look, can't we pull her out front ways? Can't we pull her out back ways? I don't want to cut up the whole set. But oh. in the end, after half an hour, they knew that I was sort of hyperventilating and I couldn't breathe. And so... They had to take the hacksaw, and that was scary, really noisy, and thinking it's just coming down on your head. So they did end up chopping the set up? Yes. Oh, no. They had to get me out. Did they get the scene, though? Did they get what they wanted out they of it? They did. Oh, right. They That's built it. Ultra-professional, yeah. <laughs> What's the most takes you've ever had to, like, <laughs> whilst we're on the subject of not quite getting it right? Not you, me. Not you. No, not okay, me. Okay, have you ever been with someone, a, yes. a similar passerby or a similar extra? I think on Reds... Warren Beatty made the co-star do it 36 times. Whoa. What's he getting out of that? Is he just a perfectionist? Or was he being a bit of a fool? I don't know what he was being. We were always going, not again. 36 <laughs> times? Yes. But uh, if you go to EastEnders, all right, it's got to be done in one or two takes. This is all over. I mean, it's different. American films are very different from English films. In what way? They've got more money. Everything's bigger, everything's shinier, brighter. Would you say better? Yeah, because food in an extra's life is very important. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's all according to what catering company you have. Um, But Americans don't break for lunch breaks and things. Um, They have a running buffet all day long. And so when you're free... You go and eat. What items could we expect to find at an American running buffet? Everything. Smoked salmon, to chicken, to fish, to vegetarian, fruit, and cakes, and anything you want. tremendous. That seems like a completely different outlook on how Ricky Gervais portrayed extras catering in his series Extras, where the chef hands him a bit... Have you seen this, Tom? Mm. His chef hands him the tray of mashed potatoes, sausage and mash, and he says, there's a hair in my mash, and the chef just puts his fucking big mitt in it, scoops out the hair and then flicks it off, and he goes, brilliant, yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, no, you definitely got it out and then cleared off. So it's nothing like that in the American films then. Not in American, but not even in English. Some terrific caterers, you know, you saw a caterer, you think, oh, thank goodness it's them, you know, fab food. Because, you know, there's the work isn't... The thing, it's the hanging around. You hang around a lot. And the food is vitally important. And how you're treated, it's very important. I've got so many questions. Everything that Jill says, Joe, I've got a follow-up question. I'm desperately trying to hang on to them, so I'm going to try and tick off a couple of these quickly, Jill. You mentioned EastEnders. Is it true you were in the first ever episode? The first episode, yeah. <laughs> What were you in the first ever episode of EastEnders? A party-goer, yeah. A party-goer? Um, yeah. Where was the party? In the Queen Vic. Oh, brilliant. So this is when Dirty Den and Ange were running it. Dirty Den right. and Angie. But um, we had to shoot it again because a friend of mine was directing it and they didn't give this dog, Roly a big enough showing. <laughs> so 
the producers got really cross about it, sacked him, and we did it again. So I got two days' work on it. Nice. Nice. And that was at Elstree, was it? At Elstree, oh, yes. Yeah, because have you ever been to Elstree Film Studios, Joan? Where's Elstree Film Studios? At Elstree. Elstree. No. Edge of North Fucking West hell, London. Fucking hell, these two have teamed up, haven't they? North West London. <laughs> if you go to Elstree Film Studios... What's it look like? It looks like Albert Square because it's a set. So you can walk around Albert Square. Why would I have been to Elstree Film Studios if I haven't been on EastEnders? They film a number of things there. Name one. Holby City. Holby City. Right, but I haven't been on Holby City either. Here's another one you haven't been on. Uh, top of the Pops. This is a difficult Fucking hell. They don't do Top of the Pops, mate. No, they used to. They haven't done it for 20 odd years. Back to the, the supplementary questions, right, Jill. Yep. I don't... Listen, Ryan put this on a piece of paper in front of us, so please don't blame me. Was there a moment with Warren Beatty where Warren Beatty wanted to give you... A starring role. He offered me to go to Scotland. Is that a euphemism or is that he literally... <laughs> no. Offered me to go to Scotland. Scotland? Would that be good or bad as a euphemism? What's a euphemism about that? <laughs> well, Warren Beatty was famous Scotland, Scotland. for being um, quite the romantic. He was very romantic. I thought he was lovely. Better or worse, dishier or less dishier than Tom Selleck? This oh. year. Oh. Was he? Oh. Tom Selleck was a really nice man. Um, I'm sure Warren is a really nice man. Um, yeah, he was fun. Was he? Yeah. So he would talk to you as an extra, he would use he some of his Warren Beatty charm on you as an extra? Yes. Someone help me. Who's Warren Beatty? Oh, no. Oh, no. Just need a little bit of help. A very, very big film. Star and still is. Right, what do you think his best film was, Jill? He was in Bonnie and, uh, Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie with Clyde. Faye Dunaway. Fantastic. Hang on. He was briefly going out with Madonna at one point. He's been out with most yeah, people. Yeah, that's fair, Jill. Point. That is fair. Oh, I do sort of recognise him. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. So, <laughs> Jill's really fucking giving me the eyes here. What is this story, Jill? And again, I'm blaming Ryan for this. Involving Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, yeah. and you. Pardon? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. What? We were all working on Reds. Reds being a film. Reds being a film. Right, yeah. Which Warren Beatty was not only directing, he was starring in as right, well. Yeah. He used to come and sit with me and said, "Oh." Will you come up to Scotland with us? So I said, yes, I could do. He said, I want you to meet a friend of mine. And he took me and there was Jack Nicholson just slouched in a chair, just looking like Jack Nicholson does with the sunglasses on the end of the nose, leopard skin boots, really cool. And just sort of looked at high Jill. I think we we're all going to Scotland. I thought, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. We're really not going to Scotland anymore. Um, <laughs> no. Wow. So there was that moment of like, mm, mm, actually, no. I'm all right no, no, here. No. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I know exactly. Edgerton's fine. Right, okay. That was that one that you go, fuck off, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, I'm overly obsessed with why they wanted to go to Scotland. Like, because we were filming there next, next, the next oh, week. Oh, I see. Next I, next thought it was, I thought it was like a it little weekend like a trip. Little... Oh, no. They're going to go to no, no. Forfar. <laughs> Forfar, no. <laughs> they were, that was the next location. Right. Shall we have a little break and then we'll get into the day in the life of an extra? Let's do it. This episode is sponsored by The Bishop. William Pope. To be more like Will, go to patreon.com forward slash things people do, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. 
So those were the adverts. Joe, we want to talk about a day in the life of an extra. How does it work, Jill? It works by you phoning in the day before, getting your call time and where you're going to go and what clothes you're supposed to wear. You arrive on set, You well, you arrive at the film studios, you collect your chit from the second assistant, which has got your name on it, and um, you have to hang on to that to the end of the day. And then they put you in a dressing room, meet all your friends, have a laugh, and wait to be called. And sometimes you wait forever. I've waited on Victor Victoria three days in a room. Before doing, it, before before doing, doing anything. anything? Yes. Just arrived each day, got my money at night. And then I was on set for like two seconds. Some people might look at that and go, well, that sounds quite lonely. Do you um, end up making, is there like a, there was a like, friendship circle there, that there you end up like developing? There was like a sort of a whole group of us. And you're only a certain type. You can only be what you are. You can't be sort of, I couldn't be a tall, glamorous model. And so I was only suitable for certain things. But I was okay for quite a lot of things. So you met the same people, the same as you, time and time again, and I'm still friends with them. It was fabulous, you know. Oh, how are you doing? What are you doing? It wasn't about the film, except if you were doing something really special and something you really loved. I want to go through this list, Jill, because I've just glanced down. It's blowing my mind. So we've talked about A Clockwork Orange, where you were a passerby. <laughs> The Elephant Man. You were the Elephant Man, fuck off. <laughs> Wasn't that Not... John Merrick? Well, or yes. John Hurt. Depending. John Hurt, yeah. actually. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Who did I say? You, you actually said the correct name for the Elephant Man, but the man who played John Merrick in the film yes. was oh, John right. Hurt. Yeah, I did two days on that. The first one was at the London Hospital where they were doing an operation without anaesthetic on a minor that got caught in the machinery. And... Because it was in the actual room where they did these operations, tying him down, and I was a nurse holding a tray. And they always had a nurse on set to say whether they were doing it right. And they said, Jill, if you don't breathe in a minute, you're going to faint. I said, I can't bear the screams and the blood. I mean, I know it's all false. I know it was all being filmed, but... It felt real. I thought it was awful. That's the Jill's immense credit, I think, as an actor, Joe, that she's immersed herself so fully in the role that the fake blood and the actor's screams have triggered that reaction. I didn't like it. You're like a method extra. <laughs> but you get extra. proper into it. Right. Mm, no. Sort of, <laughs> yes. That's a no, that's definitely not. So that's the elephant man. Flash Gordon. Yes. Flash. Uh... That happened about a second later than I thought it would. Yeah. Brian Blessed, did you meet Brian Blessed on that one? Yes. Nice man, very, very loud. Very nice, very nice. He was in The Flash. He's in I, Flash Do Gordon. I know what The Flash Gordon is? I think you're confusing two films. Yes. Flash Gordon and The Flash are different. Yeah, he's like a superhero and he moves really quick. <laughs> he's That's his skill. He, look at goes, Jill's, he look moves at Jill's in The Flash. Face. Yes, like that. never did that one. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the one? What's Flash Gordon then? Flash Gordon was um, lots of flying in it. Big. That it's was about 1980. It was massive. With yes. Brian Blessed. Blessed's in it. He yeah. can't fly. He doesn't have to fly, I don't think, does he? Hello, my name's <laughs> Brian Blessed, and I'm bloody here to read you a story or a bloody get on with that title. I loved him in Blackadder, one of my favorites. Oh, oh Blackadder was fantastic. fantastic. Been in Blackadder? Yes. What? <laughs> I love how casual that is. What You've were you been in Blackadder? in Blackadder? Yes, but only 
every day. That's not I the mean, point. It's not, it's not still so fucking cool just to go. Yeah, I was in Blackadder. Roll Jill in Blackadder. In I think it was one of the wars with the kings. Um, just townswoman. Townswoman. Nothing. Oh yeah, that's the one with uh, Richard the who's he uh, Richard the second. No, who played Richard the second? He gets his head chopped off in the battle of the. They were on a field. Bosworth. Bosworth. That's it. Yeah. And no, okay. Yeah, move on. <laughs> we almost made a breakthrough there. And <laughs> <laughs> we realised we weren't going to yeah, make a breakthrough. We of backed depth. off it. Out of our depth. We need to get out of that one. So that's Flash Gordon. Uh, the next one on the list, Joe. These are all massive films. Superman. Super. Oh, yes. Why did you oh. do that? You went, oh, yeah. Was it a Christopher Reeve thing? It was Christopher Reeve. So. But we were down in the tube station. He was dressed as Superman and he had to put his hand up to stop the <gasps> tube train like that. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, because it was an unused tube station, he saw the rats running behind him. He just freaked. He said, get me out of here, get me out of here. It is Superman. No, no, Superman's freaked out You can't do rats. that, Jill. That's, <laughs> I know. You're out of order. I know. You've come he on here so... <laughs> and you've dispelled the reality of Superman being a superman. Well, he didn't like... He's scared I mean, of rats. Well, wouldn't you be? No, no, because Especially actually, fact on, on this, we've, we've conditioned ourselves to be scared of rats. The only reason we're scared of rats is because of the plague. But the plague hasn't been around for years, Jill. They've got... Years. Claws and no, no, tails. No, no, no. Yeah, but they're not... They're all right, mate. Fucking... Can I... Can we go back to Superman? Yes, yeah, sorry. So, Warren Beatty was sexier than Tom Selleck. Christopher Reeve in... Them. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm going to ask you to do because Christopher Reeve is in quite a fitting pair of tights and you've seen that close up in a tube station. I don't know. We were all laughing so much that it didn't really... Superman, scared of rats, breaking news. That's fine. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Look, chariots of Fire. Yes. Is that the Roman one? About the runners. Cool Runnings. That's from Cool Runnings. No, it's not. He's absolutely right. Yeah, no, but the, no, you're not right. Van Gelder. It's right. from Cool Van Runnings Gelder. when they're about to go and do their last thingy and they bottle it. And then they're like, you see him lifting the... Toboggan. Chariots of Fire. What were you in Chariots of Fire, Jill? I was at the memorial service for one of the um, actors that died. Yeah. It was a very moving scene. So you're a mourner. A mourner. A mourner. And was that towards the end of the film? I think it might have been at the very beginning of the film and then they... Come out onto the steps. Yeah, they do. They come out onto the steps and they're interviewed about it. Yes. Bingo. Have you not seen Chariots of Fire? Never heard of it. What? Do you ever go to the movies? <laughs> uh, I used to go on my own a lot. Oh. What's wrong going to movies on your own? You might as well, mightn't you? Well, you don't talk, talk to, to them. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? When I'd, I'd say to Daisy, my wife, when she'd come up when we were courting, oh. um, I'd say, do you want to go to the cinema? She's like, fucking hell, again? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I really like going to the movies. Like, yes, yeah. And she's uh, like, yeah, but I don't get to talk to you. I'm like, that's why we're going. <laughs> um, You'd like Chariots of Fire? <laughs> about running. Well, it's about more than running, isn't it, Jill? Yes. Little Shop of Horrors, I know that one. Yeah. That that would have been a fun one to be on. A great fun we, one What were you, a I was plant? a reporter, a oh. reporter. Oh. Trying to get the story of this pl- a plant that ate people, yeah. 
No, no, uh, no lines in that one, though. No lines in most of them. No. No Have you had a line in any of them? Yes, loads. Not really your bag. Not really. My never. Bag. It's never really interested you at all. But I don't want to be famous. It no. must be awful. No, but um, she well, wants the fun without the responsibility. Want, We've I established don't want this. Responsibility. I get that. I but had because... a kid, a husband, a life, and I just wanted to work, and it was terrific work. I loved it. But you've done you've, the irony in that you didn't want to be famous, but you've now done so many of it that you've that now I've become famous. Become, <laughs> I know. My husband said that the other day. He said, "Who oh, you did what?" And then I thought, well. At 80, I might as well. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, You're embracing it. You're doing it. The Muppet movie. Now, now, yeah. this is one I have seen. Uh, but I don't have you seen a Muppet were Christmas in Carol? Yes, in um, Battersea Park. Mm. Is it, and you're a, par- a passerby in that one? Passerby. Okay, you're fucking nailing this one. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just a peasant woman. A peasant woman. <laughs> At least you weren't <laughs> a Nazi. pleasant peasant woman, not a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on films. Which carry on films? Um, about three quarters of all of them. Really? They, they made them twice a year. I mean, a nurse was my thing. So carry on. So doctor, carry on. Carry yeah. on matron. Carry on nurse. Carry on at your convenience. Carry on Cleo. And so it goes. Carry on Cleo is the one with the amazing Frankie Howard line, isn't it? Kenneth Williams. Oh, infamy, infamy. Infamy, infamy. Oh, I They've fucking love this show. I love this. When we get a guest on and they put Tom in their place, <laughs> fucking love I'm this. So sorry. No, you do this more. <laughs> Favorite? Did you ever watch Carry On Films, Joe? When you uh, Barbara Windsor. Yes. yes. That's all I know. So they were always on TV when I was a kid. They were always being repeated. So mm, I was. Matron. That's what I was oh, trying that's to That's all I remember. You could probably go a bit higher with that one. Oh, Matron. Ooh, Ooh Matron. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean. Been in Mr. Bean? Yes. What were you in, Mr. Bean? Passerby. Oh, <laughs> you're really good at this, actually. <laughs> Hang on. I've just seen it. James Bond. Yes. Fuck Multiple off. James Bonds. Multiple, <gasps> Multiple right. James Bonds. Because they were made in England. Were they at Pinewood? They were at Pinewood, yeah. Right. And uh, which James... got race course oh. once, yeah. Which right. was that one? Um, that was with Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Um, oh, hello right. there, Jill. <laughs> hello. Roger Moore. How are you? Was it a view to a kill? <laughs> I've... They just all merge into one. So you've been in multiple James Bonds. Yes. We got. We are doing a rating system here because it, it has to be because it's James Bond. Mm. Have you been in one with Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Tim. Uh, Tim Dal- Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I, I mean, love Tim Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Okay, so He's he only did favorite. one, did he? I think he only did one or two. No, he did two. He, he did, did Living Daylights and he did License to Kill. Okay, so yes. Timothy Dalton, darling. But I um, also did Scarlet with him, and um, I was standing in for Scarlet O'Hara, and he used to like to do the love scenes with me because he didn't really get on with who he was doing the love scenes with. And it freaked me out. I mean, he was so lovely, and he knew it freaked me out, and he was just really lovely. Okay, um, who was your favourite James Bond? Uh, if I Timothy d- Dalton, I suppose. Um, who was the one... The more recent one, the, the younger more recent one. Brosnan? one. Piers Brosnan. Piers Brosnan. Mm. Uh, handsome man. He was in my the bond. flesh. Yeah. He's almost really like a mix handsome. between Selleck and Beatty. Like if you combine Selleck Why and Beatty... Why do you Beatty? keep going back to <laughs> Selleck and Beatty? <laughs> They've made a massive impact on Jill. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. But Piers Brosnan, oh, he, he, he was... He was really... Yeah. He was... He was just handsome. What about... what? Who's your bond, Tom? Like I, my grown-up was Pierce Brosnan, so he, I associate Bond with... 
that he's my Bond. Who's your Bond? My, my growing up one, Joe, was Roger Moore. Was it actually? But I prefer Connery. Why do you love Sean so much? <laughs> why, why, why that one? I hang see. on, hang on, let me get it right. Yeah. <laughs> why was Sean Connery your favourite, Tom? That was significantly better than your first party. Thank you. I had to get into character. That's, I'm part of a method acting extra role that Jill taught me. Mm, I think that I just found Roger Moore too cheesy, Joe, by the end. Oh, was he? He was a bit cheesy, Roger Moore, wasn't he? He was. He was a different sort of Bond. I mean, Connery was sort of more hard man. Hard edge, wasn't he, yeah. You know, more of an edge to it, yeah. yeah. At the end of that, like, can we get your favourite Bond? I have to say Timothy Dalton, because I just loved him. Okay. (laughs) The Shepherd Show is sponsored by the following absolutely excellent people. I love you, baby. It's Danny Williams. The director, Tom Anderson. Read all about it. It's Lorna, Dan and Reed. The striker, Dave Owen. Crapper's delight, it's Carl Crapper. Shotgun, Mark Clayton. The sound man, Ollie Soundy. Becky Garrett with the good hair. Sean Bryant, Stacey Vickers and Rory Herring. Detective Sergeant D. Sherman, Tim Eaton Mess. And the marvellous Matthias Reggie Alkane. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash things people do, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. There's no polite way of asking this, Jill, but you must have come across some actors that are bell ends. Surely. Some, yeah. Some. Care to name any of them? No, I oh, right, name okay. any of them. Care to um, just elaborate on what some actors would be like if... Say Tom was a diva, for example. Let's say Tom's the actor. Let's role-play him okay. as being a bellend towards staff or other extras. What sort of things would Tom be up to? I think... Stars, I mean, like really big stars, were never divas because they'd made it. It was the people on the way up who wanted to make an impression that there was problems with. But being an extra, you were sort of like, they didn't talk to you because you were an extra. So why why should they talk to you or even acknowledge your existence? Did you ever resent that, though? Did you no. ever... That never pissed you off whatsoever. Why should it piss me off? I'm going to get money at the end of the day. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. I do it the best I can. And bye. Just so happy. Jill's just so happy. So if there was a star, like, has there been a star who, for example, has some sort of don't look at me? Yes. Well, that thing came up with Tom Cruise. Um, He was doing, um, what's his series? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, Impossible, yeah. yeah. We were in Harris School... We're all sitting, waiting for him to appear on set, and suddenly the assistant director comes out and says, please, no one look at Mr. Cruz. What's no he... one look at him? No one look at him? No one look at him. What does he think is going to happen if people look at him? But how do I know that it was Tom Cruise that sold them to say that? Or was it the assistant director or director uh, being, saying, yeah. or his sort of collection of people saying... No looking at Mr. Cruz. So he might he might have been lovely. I don't know. Never looked at him, so I don't know. <laughs> Never found out. <laughs> Never found out. Never found out. What about your favourite? Has there been an actor that's actually engaged or... 
Yes. You've actually turned around and gone, oh, they're my favourite. Not in terms of looking, they're just a lovely, lovely person. The most lovely person was David Bowie. David Bowie? Mm. Sorry, what happened to your voice there then? David. David. David Bowie. Why are you saying David? <laughs> that sounds sort of how it sounds. David. 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 What were you in with? Well, I was an extra with him in his very first film called The Virgin Soldiers. And he was an extra. And if you look under IMD, it says Jill uncredited and David Bowie uncredited. So you were an extra with him? Yes. And he was just one of the squaddies. It was all army-based. What? And so we all hung out together. Um, it was great. We were at an airfield. We were doing dances and mess things. And, you know, he was starting out and he said he was writing songs and didn't take much notice of that one. He was fine. He was just lovely, ordinary, very, very ordinary. Then about 20 years, 25 years later, I was at the BBC doing a programme called Baal and he was doing a very launching scene with them, Zoe Wanamaker. Anyhow, David Bowie was doing this scene and we were just sitting at tables and I was with this boy called David who also worked on Virgin Soldiers and David Bowie finished his scene and said, no, you from somewhere, I can't think. And I said, well, Virgin Soldiers. <gasps> yes, he said, oh, he said, well, let's get a cup of tea. Got to talk about it. He said, isn't it amazing we're both still working? I Love thought, it. yeah, we are both still working, but you're working at a bit of a different end of the scale of things by that time. I mean, he was really famous and he just wanted to talk about his early days and he was no side or no pretensions or never mentioned what a megastar he was and how talented he was. He was just ordinary and nobody like that could be ordinary and I didn't want to be starstruck and so I just thought, relax into it, just... Go with the flow. He's a really nice guy. He's probably a bit bored. And there we Wants go. Wants to have a cup of tea with Jill. That is such a lovely story. It is, isn't it? it so to nice. actually have someone as mega as him and then 20 years later remember you. Remember. Go, Hang on, I know you from somewhere. What yeah. about Michael Caine? Have you worked with Michael Caine? Worked with Michael Caine, yes. What's he like? I only told you, blow the doors off. <laughs> that's not for you, that's not bad. <laughs> Give me a Master Bruce one. Master Bruce? We once came across this guy who didn't know why he was stealing all the rubies. That's, that's not bad. He just wanted to see the world burn. And there's some people like that in the world. And you just can't do anything about it. This is one of your best ever impressions. Oh, my God. Thanks. That is up there with Nelson. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Obviously, it's Nelson Mandela. Yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking of, what I was thinking, is it the one-armed... Oh, Lord one, Nelson. Oh, um, Horatio. Horatio. The one-armed Nelson? Could you do Horatio Nelson as Nelson Mandela? <laughs> Who's Horatio Nelson? He's the, why do you think Trafalgar Square is called Trafalgar Square? I thought that was Napoleon. <laughs> why would no. Napoleon, a French general, be in the heart of London? That's what I was always confused about. Why are we celebrating the French general in London? We're not. Well, I know that now, Tom. <laughs> Anyway, you've worked with Michael Caine. Yes. Lovely? Lovely. Oh. Lovely. Do the night shoot. Long queue. Um, when you're working all night, I did learn very early on that you must eat when they gave you food because you don't stay awake 
you know, you get really tired. So we were all standing at the chuck wagon and pouring of rain, cold night, three in the morning, he stands behind me. So I said, oh, excuse me. I said, you're in the next scene. I think it would be best if you just go up the front and get your food. Nice. And he said, no, not at all. We're all working together. And anyhow, you're getting wet. So he put his coat over. No, not at all, darling. You're getting wet. And here's my jacket. <laughs> no, you, that wasn't as good. Go back into the Master Bruce one. Because okay, yeah. Uh, Master Bruce. <laughs> no, no, you're all right. No, fuck it. You made him too cockney. <laughs> no, no. Now, now. No, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. No, no. Slow it down a bit. We're all working together on this. That's it. Here's my jacket. You're getting soaking wet, Ellie. I hate to say it, he doesn't talk anything like that normally. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. What's he talk like normally, then? Just normal. What do you mean, just normal? <laughs> well, slightly cockney, but I mean... But not over... Right, not like it. that. I really <laughs> fucked it. Oh, so he was just normal with you, then? Yes. You've spoken quite a lot about not really being bothered about being the centre of attention or no. stepping out to be a, a full-on actor. You just like the way you... Yes. No responsibility, just yes. slip in, do your job and slip out again. Yes. But you've changed your mind recently, haven't you? Only because these things have been offered to me. I didn't go after them. And Anthony made the film, Jill Uncredited. So now you've become a star of your own I've, documentary yes, film. Yes, Called Jill Uncredited. Yes. And it's now streaming on Mubi. Mubi, yeah. Well, how did that come about? There was a fans forum that used to look for extras in the background, a guy from LA, and um, my name kept coming up. So Anthony said, would you like to meet me? So we met at the Lensbury Club. We talked. I thought he was totally divine. I said, here's my 2,000 films I've been in, so which were all documented. And so he said, I think about it. He said, would you be interested? And I said, yeah. I've been doing all the film festivals and it's been amazing. I thought I couldn't cope with it. When I first, my first film festival was in London and I had to beg my son to come over from America to escort me because I was so frightened. I thought, how can I see myself, just me on the screen and then do a question and answer session afterwards? I thought, I'd never be able to do that. I'd never be able to do that. But it was great fun. I loved it. So you loved becoming the star for once rather than the, yeah. the shadow in the background. Actually, you've stepped forward and now you're the star of your own documentary film. I'm very proud of the film. I think Anthony did wonders with it because it wasn't, oh, you, you know, you're an extra, you know, tell us about the day. I don't, I don't even speak in the film. <laughs> it seems harsh. <laughs> so that's fine. Yes, yeah, no, you're happy with that. You're used to that one. Yeah. I love it. He just cut it so that it was it's very arty, but really touching. The woman who was running the Berlin Film Festival, when she came onto the stage to interview us, she was crying. So many of the audience cried. I don't know why they cry. They find it touching. It's a very, I don't know, intimate film. It's sort of sweet. Very sweet. Well, you've been wonderful to have on. This is your very first podcast. Very first? Oh, my God, you've been absolutely natural. brilliant. Absolute natural. 
Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on. You've been wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I love you. I love you so hard. <laughs> no. Oh, I just want to pick you up and squeeze your head off. Joseph Myler, I could quite happily have sat there with Jill having cups of tea or coffee and letting her tell us these remarkable stories about her life, about the last 60 years, all day long. Two things. I can't get over the fact she's 80. 80 years old. She's 80. She looks incredible. Secondly, David Bowie slash Bowie... Bowie. ...being an extra. Oh, my God. Well, also, weirdly, he's in extras. <laughs> Funny little fat man. Chubby little loser. <laughs> he sold his soul. He's a funny little fat man. Some of his best work, actually. Considering some people thought he was only going to be a one-hit wonder with... Ground control to major Tom. Ground control to major Tom. Check ignition and make guns. Yeah, all right. I know you know all the words to all the songs in all of the world... Stop showing off, please. Apart from the George Ezra one you did on the groundskeeper one with Terry. Green, green grass. Is that it? Blue, blue skies. Better throw a party on the day that I die. Uh, I love Jill. I just wanted, to, like I said there at the end, I just wanted to squeeze her mm. so hard that her head pops off, but in like a really lovely... In a nice way. Oh, she's just a Her lovely... head would pop off, but you could put it back on, and yeah. when you put it back on, you'd place it on her shoulders and her cardigan, and her face would be smiling. Lovely and little on. woman. Just a lovely, joyful woman. Just nothing phased her at all. I loved her a lot. Well, before we go, Joe, let's remind everyone that if you would like to come and see us at the Clapham Grand recording... Things People Did, featuring some top-notch quality comedians. Tickets are on sale. What are you waiting for? We will be there once every month, so you can take your pick. You could come and see us every single month. That's how it works. People should know by now, Joe, but where can they buy tickets and how much will they cost? Yep, you can find the link in the episode description, Tom, and the tickets are dirt cheap, £15 and 5 pence. How about that? It's a miracle, Joe. I can't wait to see you there. It's not a miracle, is it? The statue of the woman crying, blood, that's a miracle. Is it, though? Well, yes. Leicester City winning the title in 2016. Miracle. 5,000 to 1. Miracle. Quinns winning the Premiership in 2021. Miracle. You being 50. (laughs) Miracle. Because you look 40. Thank you, Joe. See that? End with a bit of love. I love you too, Joe. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.